Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the... LA Soccer Hub Show. My name is Gio Garcia. Today is Wednesday, October 21st. Joining us today once again from Corner of the Galaxy, we've got Josh Gespin. Josh, how you doing? I'm good, doing good, Gio. How are you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Like I was mentioning, just watching a little bit of Dodgers World Series uh, baseball. You know, they won yesterday's game. They're currently losing, but we'll see if they bounce back. But, I mean, everything's good. Big week ahead of us. You know, you got the El Trafico coming up this weekend, so it's exciting. Is it is it a big week? Is it is it big that these two teams are playing each other for the fourth time this season? Um, I think it's just I, I think big some... in sports. You know, big okay. that we have sports and everything that we got going on as well. Okay, I'll 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 agree with that a hundred percent. You know, L.A. the center of the uh, the sports universe in exactly. the United States. So I I will agree with you on that a hundred percent. So yeah, yeah a also, good thing. Don't forget if you haven't voted, make sure to go vote. You know, right here, letting people know. I already voted. I'm Me done. Too. Me yeah, too. so Me too. I, I'm just waiting for the sticker. I'm going to wear the sticker on, on, like, you know, voting day so I can be with everybody. Yeah, yeah. I, I, got, I got my sticker, but I I, I was like, I'm just going to wait. Like you said, I was just, I'll just wait till, what is it, November 3rd, November 4th? Third, yeah, the 3rd. Yeah, the 3rd, yeah. So yeah. I was just like, I'll, I'll just wait till the 3rd until to rock this sticker. But I got it. I got it. <laughs> good, good, good. Glad everybody's doing their civic duty. Got to get it out there and vote. I agree yeah, 100%. Exactly. So it's a big thing. So I just went out here. I'll promote that. Um. But yeah, so big things. Um, obviously, LA Galaxy uh, snapped a six-game losing streak. It was big. Came from uh, Kai Karenic. How, how do you say it? Is it Karenic? Kareniuk, yeah. Kareniuk, Kareniuk. Yeah. yeah. Or at least that's how I say it. I don't know. He hasn't corrected me yet, so we'll we'll go with that. Yeah. So uh, it was a big uh, it was a big win, right? And it, and it came from kind of like, kind of like the unknown, right? Because you you did. You didn't, you didn't know where it was going to come from. You know, they had a couple of chances. So I, th- I thought that was a big win in itself. And then obviously there was a, there's a lot of things going that uh, it was a lot of speculation that that could have been, you know, Guillermo's potential last game. Um, yeah. You know, and so I think to me, what was the most interesting was the lineup that he put up and who he went with. Um, I yeah. think kind of, that kind of, to me, that just spoke volumes and who he really trusts and who he, you know, if he was going to, die by his swords let's say that was his final game he was essentially going to put out the lineup that he thought was the best and that potentially i don't know you may have more information than i know that you know certain players that he did he decided to have on the team that that were potentially maybe forced on him or not i think we really kind of saw through the lines and he it kind of told us a lot and it told me a lot of who he's really wanted who he really trusts and who he has a strong relationship um and i think that's what i took uh, from it and I don't know obviously the big thing uh, we'll get into a little bit more but like you know he benched Chicharito and and you know I think that that was that was kind of like the main sign on how he wants but also I think at the same time he humbled Chicharito because of the way of the way the effort and the the way I seen him play when he came off off the bench and everything um, so just give me your thoughts on what you thought about about the team's win um, and, and and the lineup he put out and everything like that 
Yeah, I would think overall it's an uninspiring win. I mean, it it, it definitely snaps a six game losing streak, which is what you want to do. And uh, I think Sasha Kleshin was pretty, you know, uh, upfront afterwards is that the result itself matters more than how they played the game. And mm-hmm. and that's 100 percent in that case. And I have no issues with that. And I'm not going to take any issues or exceptions with the Galaxy somehow finding three points. Um, but it wasn't a good game. Uh, in fact, it almost put me to sleep. I was at the stadium um, and and I was ready to fall asleep in the first half. In fact, I was ready to fall asleep for the first about 65, 70 minutes of that game. There was nothing really that was going on. Uh, the lineup was interesting. Uh, benching Chicharito, certainly um, not something that I was overly surprised with. I would think that any manager, given what they've seen from Javier Hernandez in recent games, would sit there and say, I'm not getting anything out of this guy. Um, I'm not getting the effort that I want. I'm not getting the positioning that I want. And and I think people are reading a little bit too much into it, a little bit. Not there's there's a whole bunch to read into it, but maybe just a little bit too much is, you know, Guillermo was asked afterwards why why he made that decision or why he made that change. And I think he was really he was more pointed than he usually is, but he says, you know, that was my decision. Um, and playing the formation that I had with the single striker up there, and I'm going to paraphrase him because in English, Guillermo doesn't always do a good job of, I think, getting getting his point across. And, right? and, I, and I agree with you because I've heard him say certain things, and I listen back to the audio. I'm like, oh, I get what he's saying, but when you hear it the first time, you're like, he just said that, like you. Know, yeah, yeah, exactly. So like it and, is hard. It's hard to understand him, and I just want to make that clear because it it is hard to understand him when he says certain things. But when you play it back, and you're like, "Oh, I, I get it. I get what he's trying to say." With Guillermo, you can never and and this is in English and Spanish. He's much better, and I don't speak Spanish, so I'm I'm not going to pretend that I understand him in Spanish. Um, but I've been told he's much obviously more eloquent and, and able to explain. It'd be like me trying to explain something in Spanish. Actually, it'd be worse than that because my Spanish is way worse than Guillermo's English. So, um, you know, there's no nuance to it. And so whenever he speaks in English, you don't get the nuance. But basically what he said was, I picked Yoni Gonzalez uh, to play it, it play because he's the better choice um, for the formation that he's putting out. That's what he was trying to say is for the formation I had with the single striker up top, I, I, I chose Yoni Gonzalez. And here's the deal. If you and I are watching that, and if anybody has been watching the LA Galaxy this season, you have to sit there and say, well, duh. Um, Javier Hernandez has been non-existent in a single forward formation. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can't get him the ball. They can't connect with him. Uh, and he's not making the runs. And whenever he does get the ball, it's on the outside. It's not on the inside where he can score goals. Um, you know, so there was a lot of things in that where you sat there and said, okay, yeah, that makes sense, Guillermo. Of course, we're, we're going we're gonna to go ahead and you're going to start Yoni Gonzalez. That's fine. And there's another there's another part to that, and I don't want to cut you off, but there's another part to that, which is that Guillermo's at the point of pressure yeah. where he can do whatever he wants because the the failure. But shouldn't of, it be that way though? Shouldn't it be that way? If it's you're the not. Head no, coach? come on. It, I mean, when not. it when it comes to putting out a lineup though, when it comes to co- to coaching and stuff like that, I understand. I understand, I understand. You got you got you got players that are. That are, that, that are brought on to you. But if, if you're given the trust to like, hey, we want you to coach this team. And we, I think you got to give them that trust to like, you know, put out the lineup, put up the different things. Like, like I said, if this was potentially his final game, a final game, whether if they lost, I think he put out the lineup. This is who I want to roll with. And this is who I really trust. Because I think, I, I think having too much control over, over a thing like that can make it tricky you know what I'm saying? I understand he's a DP player. I understand he's right. a DP player. And there's there's a lot goes goes into that. But like 
I think you kind of just saw, and we may see this moving forward. I don't know. I don't know that that'd be true, but I, we also saw Klinsman, you know, he, he, he's been starting this last two games. And I think out of anything, that's one of the biggest positive signs, whether Guillermo stays here or not, whatever happens, I think Galaxy might've found their keeper. Right. Could have. You know, I, I think they might've, I think I, I could be, it could be far-fetched, but I think that's one of the positive things. But I, I just think if you don't trust, uh, if you don't completely trust your head coach and, you know, it's kind of dictated in a way who gets to play and oh, what players get to come here. You know, I think it's tricky because then you got to make it work. I understand certain things like the slot on or something like that, but like right now, I don't think it's work with Chicharito partly because I don't think he's had, he's put in the effort that you expected it out of him. So I think Guillermo has been thrown a curveball that nobody, he didn't expect because of the lack of effort that Chicharito has put out there, you know, and I, and I, and I was on board to give them an, as much time and, you know, you know, let them come in from, I was on board on that, but then what I've seen from him and his body language, it, it, it's kind of hard for me to kind of stay with them when, when you, when I'm reading certain things, those body language and he hasn't impacted the game in a way that, you know, that, I, that I feel like, you know, that I, that I feel like, okay, they won because of Chicharito or like they got this pass because of Chicharito because of that. Not, not necessarily scoring, but like if you impacted the game in other, in other ways, defensive us, I don't think he's done that yet. And for being the star and being the quote unquote superstar of this team and with all the expectations and with the money behind it, if you're a Galaxy fan, I, I clearly see why your frustration, I clearly see that you haven't gotten your money's worth, you know? And I think yeah. the fans have the right to be to be upset. Yeah, I have no problems with that. Uh, fans have every right to be upset about anything they want to be upset about. There's never, uh, I I have problems with people who gatekeep supporters, which is you have to support this way or you have to do this. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, there's people out there saying, well, you need to cancel your season tickets and that's the only way that you can support. That's, that's all BS. Um, and, and it always has been. You can do basically within certain bounds, and I'm talking mm-hmm. about within the human decency, uh, you can do whatever you want to protest the way that you want to protest. So them getting upset at Chicharito, I have no problems. Them getting upset at the LA Galaxy front office, I have no problems with. But Guillermo's playing with house money now, and you can see it's always it's always so easy to see. You saw it with Siggy Schmidt, too, which was Siggy Schmidt got fired, and Dominic Kinnear came in, and Dom made all the moves that Siggy Schmidt could have never made. Because Siggy was trying to keep his job long term and playing the players that he knew he needed to play because he's the one who brought those players in and he's the one who's attached to those players. And even if players were forced upon him, he knew he needed to play those players. Dom comes in in an interim and says, well, I don't have to play any of those guys. That's what Guillermo just did. There's no pressure on Guillermo. The the pressure is already there. So there's no Mm -hmm. additional pressure for sitting Chicharito. Um, It does. It does nothing. He's what are the consequences? If Guillermo gets it wrong, he loses his job. He's gonna lose his job anyway. All right. You think you so? You 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 yeah. do you really think so? Even unless even the, even with this final year on the contract, it, it unless Guillermo Barrascoloto suddenly learns tactics and how to make in-game adjustments, um, then yeah, I mean, there's there's almost zero way I can see him lasting. And one win over Vancouver, where Vancouver just ran out of gas, isn't gonna save that. Let me let um, me let me just hit on that. I don't I don't think he's he lacks tactics because of where he's coaching his pedigree of coming from Boca Juniors. I think where he he does lack is trusting the players, trusting the yeah, but, just, but trusting has, the younger guys, trusting he trusts you know, younger guys. He trusts younger guys too much. He plays Fri and Alvarez who shouldn't be on the field. Right? No, no, no. I'm I'm, ta- I'm talking about like Cameron Dunbar. Uh, you, you know, he, other guys, other other guys, you know what I'm saying? Like other, like the depth of it, like trusting, yeah. like Kai Kai, you know, Kai Karana, he said he went up to Guillermo 
about a week ago. And I don't think if Kai didn't do that, I don't think Kai would have would have played, you know. And I and I think I, I think it, it's but potentially that, that show maybe, character? maybe is a language barrier or something, doesn't, you know. But doesn't that show character from from Kai Kareniuk to say, "Hey, I want to get in, coach. How do 100%. I let me play?" So that's a player. So that's a player it, you want. But as a coach, that's good. That's you've now exposed that guy, right? You've you've brought it out of him. You've got things. Um, you know, some people on this team, I think, think they're entitled to a starting position, yep. and they're I, not. I, I agree with you. Um, I agree with you on that. So, so, but I mean, Guillermo had the knock at Boca Juniors that he wasn't a tactician, and you can see it. Go back to the San Jose game; they lose four to nothing. They start in a four four two. It lasted twenty five minutes. Why? Because there was a giant empty bucket in the middle, and Perry Kitchen and Sasha Kleshin are. And I like both of them, and they're good. And the the thing with the four three three against Vancouver is they brought Sebastian Legette in to help those two guys, mm-hmm. um, but those two guys couldn't handle the center of the field. And then Guillermo tells his wings apparently to never play defense because nobody plays defense on the wings. Uh, Christian Pavone will you track think he back tells, once I don't or think twice. he tells him that. I don't think he tells him that. Well, of course not. I don't think he tells him that. But <laughs> at the same time, they don't do it, and he doesn't correct it. Um, you have guys who who just. I mean. There's one way you can stop the LA Galaxy from bleeding goals, which is to tell the outside backs to stop going forward. Everybody knows this. We all watch mm-hmm. it, right? Hey, chill out on the going forward. Let's take our time. Let's be let's be patient on this and pick a time to go forward. And bet guess what? Both of you can't go forward at the same time. You have two wingers going forward and two outside backs going forward. You have nobody in the middle who's quick enough to break up a counterattack, and you leave two defenders in the center of the field that are going to get beat every time. You can't put mm-hmm. Steras and Depew or Steras and People Gonzalez on an island and expect them to survive it doesn't happen and you're getting outnumbered and out counterattacked so that's what happens to the yellow galaxy it's happened over and over and over again throughout the entire course of the se- of this the season outside of the four games they won four mm. games they won they were tactically smarter so if i can see that and i'm a moron right then guillermo berescoloto should be able to see that and the knock on him at, at Boca was that he's not a tactician right because if he was a tactician he would understand that he is allowing his team to constantly get counterattack to death and that's all that happens it's simple just watch the games yeah I also think it has to go on the players and at least to have some pride within yourself because I think I think sometimes I agree with you um on certain things something but I, my my counter to that which is how it started is I think it's more on the, it's also on the players. It, it's, it's on, it's on the coach, but I feel like it's also on the players. Cause we've seen this LA galaxy. Um, I think it was, it was, I think it was San Jose, like the last 20 minutes or 80 minutes. They, I don't want to say they gave up, but it, they didn't, they didn't give any effort, you know? Right. It, it's just like, where's your, where's your pride? You know what I'm saying? Like, where, where's your but pride? He, you know, here's my counter to that. And and I, I think this is a good point. And, and I even asked Guillermo after that game, whether or not he saw any give up in his team. And he said, no, it was frustration. And I don't know if I believe it, but no, the team is, is frustrated for sure. Mm-hmm. They're frustrated because it's a bunch of individuals running around. You know, people have called this team lazy that they don't have heart. And one, I rarely like to sort of pull out the heart game or the, you know, you have to play for the badge game because these are professional athletes. They know how to play. They know how to do it. This LA Galaxy team and Kobe Jones and, and Joe Totino saw on the broadcast, they said, uh, Kobe says, you know, this team just looks tired, right? And and uh, Joe Totino basically answered back. He goes, yeah, we've seen that a lot this year that this team looks tired. So they're 100% correct. The team is tired, but why are they tired it's a bunch of individuals out there trying to do either too much or not having a clear understanding of a plan. And they're running around like somebody's trying to herd cats. You can't get them in the right direction. Everybody has their own idea of what to do. Everybody's pressing. Sasha Kleshin talked about it as, uh, as well. He says, sometimes guys try to do too much whenever it's not working. 
again, that goes back to tactics and an understanding in the game plan. So this team is exhausted every single game that they play. Absolutely just bone dead exhausted, right? Mm -hmm. And so you have to sit there and say, it's not from lack of trying. In some ways, it might even be trying too hard, but it's about being able to corral the individual talents that the LA Galaxy have and turn them into a team. What, 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 what is the style? What, what style has Guillermo Barrescoloto, uh, you know, put onto this team? There is no style. Mm-hmm. We can't define it. We can tell you where their failures are, but we can't tell you where their successes are. It's to get the ball to Christian Pavone. Is that a success? Mm-hmm. Because it was get the ball to Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Was that a success? You know, I mean, scoring the- goals, it, it was, but it, not, 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 not with this lineup and not, not with the roster that they, that they, they currently have. And that's, that doesn't work. But I think also I'm with you on that, but I, I also put, you also, the players got to look at themselves in the mirror, man. Like when Chicharito's lacking effort, when Pavone is trying to do too much, is trying, instead of passing it, I think they, I, 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 let me ask you this. Who is the leader on this team? Like who's the leader? Yeah, it's Sasha Kleshin, and which is a, a problem because he hasn't been on the field outside of like two or but three wouldn't, games. Don't, wouldn't you expect that one of you, your DPs should be the leader? Should be, you know, huh? You know, you're, you're, you're one of your DPs, whether it's Jonah, um, Pavone, uh, Chicharito. So um, Pavone, right? Yeah, you would you would expect. So Pavone would be the most likely. He's the only guy. He's the only designated player who's played every minute of every game. Um, Chicharito tried. They tried to sort of make him a leader, I think, at the beginning. But you can't have a leader who can't do basic things out on the field right now and who doesn't make an impact whenever he, whenever he comes onto the field. Um, I, I think the biggest plus out of the game against Vancouver is Chicharito had an impact off the bench. Now, it wasn't a good impact. It wasn't like it was the best thing in the world, but he had two scoring opportunities that he should have put in. Um, And so when you look at that, that's a plus because the argument before the Vancouver game was they couldn't even get the ball to Chicharito in order for him to score. So you had those that were there. So you see that. So it may be Chicharito. It can't be Jonathan Dos Santos. He's been injured and he has been away on international duty and he's missed. He's not, he he has not been the the designated player. But the reason why I asked this is because I, I feel like they these players are they're 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 for themselves. I don't I don't really think this team is a team. Like you know, what I'm saying like they they, they, right. they what what I give Galaxy, they're they they won't throw each other under the bus as of now. They have not yeah, thrown. Yeah, give any, it some time. <laughs> they have not thrown each other under the bus as of right now. You know, I'll give them that. But at the same time, when there's speculations, you know, you know, there was a there's a thing that I tweeted that, uh, you know, and I think, you know, where I'm going with this, that I don't know this to be true. And you may have more information on me. But the reason why I asked you this is to lead you to this. Um, If there's no clear leader on this team and you don't really and it's not from one of your three DPs from what was um, from uh, from ESPN Deportes, they said that. Chicharito um, only talks to one of the players and this may be far-fetched and that he, you know, he thinks he's above everybody else. I'm, I'm just paraphrasing, right? He right. thinks he's above everything, everybody else. And he only talks to apparently Jonah Dos Santos, right? right? To me, I can see some of that being true because there's no leader in this team. There's no one that, you know, like you, I don't think Chicharito and Pavone, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think they have the, a, a good relationship. I don't think you can see that with the, what, what, when sometimes Chicharito's run and you were like, why didn't Pavon pass on the ball? Or, you know, I, I just read those things and I'm, I don't think they have a good relationship. And I think what Guillermo potentially thought that like, Hey, if I have, you know, Pavon and Chicharito, they're going to want to build a relationship, but you have two players that, you know, are, are kind of like, 
maybe they're not talking with each other. They right. see the they see each other as a leader. They see, and I think they're butting heads. And right now, they're I think that has to do a lot with it because there is no real uh, team within this team. It's it's I see. I feel like it's every man for themselves, and it's like, well, it wasn't my fault, you know. Then no, there's no real responsibility, you know. what I'm saying every everybody. Yeah, see, I don't. I see, and I don't see that. I I see guys taking as responsibility a team, all the time as, as a team, as a team, yeah. like as a, as a, as a collective team. They'll say the right things, but individually, I feel like you know, like. They're, 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 they're out for themselves. I, I yeah, just really, I, I just really feel like to an extent, because I don't, like I asked you, I don't think, I don't really know who the leader is. And I think you would expect your top three players, your top, your three DPs to be one of the leaders. I mean, it doesn't have to be, but yeah, you would expect that one of those guys, you know, you were hoping it would be Jonathan. Jonathan last year was every bit a designated player that he should be. Um, this year he has been absent most of the time. So I don't think you're getting any leadership from him. Uh, I'll tell you, I think it's totally blown out of proportion. I don't think that there's any sort of rift in there. Uh, I haven't heard any bad words about like um, whenever Giovanni Dos Santos was on the team, we used to hear um, a whole bunch of things about him and you would hear about how he's, you know, always out partying and always doing stuff and how he wasn't part of the team and the whole deal. And to a man, everybody I talked to said, man, Gio's great. We love him. He's just not very good at soccer, right? Like it was, it was that simple. It was like, Hey, it was great. Zlatan Ibrahimovic, whenever we heard about him, Hey, we heard about how mean he was and, and what a bully he was. Absolutely true. By the way, that's hundred percent. He was not a nice person. That doesn't mean that he was wrong in any of his criticisms. He that just he made. wanted to win. He wanted, he, to, he win. wanted to win, but he's also a bully. I mean, straight yeah. up the dude's a bully right yeah. now. He gets, he, you know, Michael Jordan, maybe you could put on that same, you know, Kobe Bryant, you watch those things. There's, there's guys who are on those levels that sort of, come but, off uh, but I think, I think with, to that, to that point, it's, he's winning. He's with AC Milan and they're winning and they're doing great right. things. And then galaxy fans are like, I don't know. I, I, I mean, well, I, no, if you're no. if you're a galaxy player, wouldn't you not rather have slot time right now? You know what I'm saying? I would don't you not? know. I would don't you know not, if that was a not from 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 what you know what you can. He's a mean guy. He's a bully, right. but he's gonna make it exciting. And I think the league. This is another thing, but I think the league did a bad job of not trying to keep him or trying to because that that I is, don't think he wanted to stay. I I yeah. don't think he wanted to stay, and I don't think the galaxy wanted them to stay. I mean, that's always been my take on it that the galaxy didn't want him to stay, and he didn't want to stay. Now there's people who've told me no, he absolutely wanted to stay. I don't. Again, I don't know how much I believe that. Going back to Chicharito and going back to all this stuff, right? Giovanni dos Santos was a great guy. Guess what? People used to tell me about Zlatan all the time. Off the field, dude was great. All right, dude was great. He was a great guy. Um, he gets Chicharito gets along in the locker room fine. I've talked to people. They're like, yeah, he's cool. Like he's a cool guy inside the locker room. We like him. You know the whole deal. Um, you know nobody's going to comment right now on how poorly he's playing. So I and I understand that. I I can sort of read between the lines. Everybody's seeing exactly what we're seeing as well. But in terms of you know this larger than life attitude and stuff like that, I think most of it's drummed up. It's just it's 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 not fake news because I refuse to use that term. But mm-hmm. listen, there's drama and everywhere around Chicharito, right? And the pressure that's on him right now um i think it's more than he ever thought there would be in major league soccer and i think he hasn't lived up to even you know a small little token of what the la galaxy expected and if they were somehow to get rid of him tomorrow i would say great move good job you got out of that you know congratulations that was that was the smart thing to do because they either don't have the personnel to do it or they got somebody they didn't understand who they were getting. Um, putting them in a two-striker system is probably a smarter way to go. So do you have the personnel for that? We saw it. They tried. And but they also didn't think like he was not going to give no effort. Like it, it, the, the lack of effort, the, the lack of, to quote Kevin Baxter, he's been uh, right now an early bust, you know? Yeah. Um, 
is, is I think that I mean that is so hard to predict. I didn't I didn't expect that. You know, I expected him to uh, at least at least feel like man, like he really is but, but, putting the effort okay, in. Right. So I don't want to say he doesn't care, but I feel like right. You read his body language; it, 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 he's not putting the hundred percent effort that you see uh, in Sua. You know, what I'm saying that you see Pavone puts in. You know, what I'm saying like you did see it this last game when he played what the, the last thirty last forty minutes. minutes or whatever. Yeah, you saw him minutes. make those runs, but you haven't seen it up to then. And I think that's why I say I think benching him really humbled him. I, I well, I mean, really and that's sort of that's sort of the point, though. If you go and watch that game, and Yoni Gonzalez played in the striker position, and I thought he was largely a disappointment in that. I think he got two shots, and one of them wasn't even close. So um, you can't call any of that. He got 18 touches in 50 minutes. Yoni did in a single striker formation that was really suited more for him. He's a big, strong guy, so putting his back to goal, he should have had a lot more touches than he did. He didn't get the touches. Chicharito came in, had 40 minutes to play. So 40 versus 50. Chicharito got 20 touches and he had two shots, three shots, four shots on goal or four shots. Uh, none of them actually made it on goal. Which which um, make which makes sense after he was humbled, after we was humbled. But at the same time, he's had 692 minutes and only one goal. That is yeah. that is that is a bigger picture, right? I mean, is, it is. It is. And listen, I'm not sitting here defending Chicharito. I just don't think that some of the characterizations of him not trying. I think he's out of shape which you could certainly go down and put to effort, right? That comes and, down to him. That, I think yeah. that comes to how much he really cares, you know, how much he really cares about this. Yeah, I, I I agree with that. And, I, I, and I, the reason why I bring this up, I just don't think that that is fair to the LA Galaxy. And I don't think that's fair to the, to the, to, to the LA Galaxy fans because – if you're coming here with like, you know, I had Kevin on the podcast. He said like, you know, he might, he might've had the, the mindset of him coming down to like a minor league to use a baseball mm-hmm. team, you right. know, and it's, and, it, and you're asking for that much money and you're getting, you know, right. It was seven million. He's making 7 million. Plus he's making 5 million. Everybody likes to pretend that he's making. So it's 5 million plus bonuses. Right. And then he was almost a $10 million transfer fee. So yeah, really nine, when nine you round it up, it cost him $15 million this year. Uh, probably a little less than that. Cause he didn't get his full salary is my guess with, uh, with COVID-19 and everything that happened uh, with that. But yeah, 5 million is a lot of money. Uh, 5 million is more than enough money to be able to show up and perform and be in shape and do all those things. He's been a bust. I don't think it's an early bust. He's been a bust. Um, You can't point to one real highlight for him. And he could have had two. I mean, we were talking about this on our podcast uh, with Kevin on Monday night. And we were saying, you know, imagine if we're sitting here talking about Chicharito who scored two goals in the Vancouver game because he had a chance for two Mm -hmm. goals. It's a different story all of a sudden. It's like, hey, you know, things really changed. Now, we saw an incremental small baby step from him. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if the benching had any effect on him whatsoever, to be I, honest. I think so. I think it did. I, yeah. I, I 100% we'll have to see. it did. Because, because, we'll because have to see. If, if he, yeah, because if he gets benched again or if he uh, he knows that he's coming up, I think it really humbled him. And it really kind of like, you know, if he was, you know, if there's speculation that he was this big star, right? And, he, you know, the coach, like, yeah, the coach, you know, but I also think it's like where that came from. It came from Spanish media outlet. And it makes me think it came from a Spanish speaking player, coach mm-hmm. or whatever. It, it didn't right. come. It didn't come. You know, what I'm saying? it didn't come from a, a, a native English speaker. I know right. where it or, came or from. it got completely made up. That's also the, the I, 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 I would could, lean towards I could, that more. I, I, I could see that. But to go on TV and put your face out there for that reporter that did. I think I think there is some truth to that. I, I think it is, and I think and, and I know Chicharito heard that, and I know he the, did because of where where it was coming from, and I think that was a shot, like from wh- wherever it came from, it was a shot directly at him because they they had enough. 
they had well, Guillermo enough. clearly doesn't. I mean, I'm with you. I don't think Guillermo trusts him. Um, it was funny because in the post game, Guillermo was talking about Kai Kareniuk and we were asking him about him and he was telling him, oh, you know, I'm really happy for Kai. And he, and you know, then Kai came and told us the story, the whole deal. But you ask Guillermo about uh, Chicharito and his performance. He goes, well, I'm not going to talk about individuals right now. It's like, you just got done talking about Kai Kareniuk th- and, think, and yeah, Jonathan Klinsman. He, he's, he's, he's had it, man. Like you, you think about it. If you're in a situation, you think you, you have this player, like, yeah, you're going to make it work. And then you see the effort and you, you, you're, you're the one that you have to face the media. You got to talk to the media. You're the one. You're always asked about him. And you know what I'm saying? And now now let's get into the next topic, the front office. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like uh, like Kevin wrote, he is the scapegoat right now. I don't and I don't think I don't think this is I don't think this is Guillermo's 100. percent I don't think this is Guillermo's. I do fall, I do see that there's certain things you could do better, but I don't think it's 100 percent his fault. There's certain no. things that you'll look, but I think he's the one that has to face the media. He's the one that has to go up there and talk to talk to us, right? Listen to us and get asked about each other. Get asked about this. Get asked, and he hasn't thrown any of his players under the bus. Under the bus, and not, no other players have done that. So I applaud, I applaud him for doing that, and I applaud the galaxy players for doing that but i think i mean he threw them all under the bus at the beginning of the season whenever he said that they quit against lafc i mean he he threw them down and then let the bus back over him and then whenever that was done he had the bus pull forward again so it's yeah. not like he doesn't criticize and he doesn't do things um but player i mean by by calling out player specific right. players i think you when you call out a player specific it, 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 it it's different it's a different type of thing I mean, when you call out the team you're calling out everybody but he hasn't specifically said like chicharito you know he's lacked his he needs to step up he needs to do a better job he hasn't done that you know what i'm saying so i credit him for doing that because i think he's also he understands in the situation he really understands the situation is and, and he's kept it cool like i, I give I'm- i give him props to that I mean, I think he threw Chicharito under the bus whenever somebody asked him why he made the change, right? And and he said, you know, why did you why did you bench him? And he says, because that's my decision. And no, in my decision I, I is, I don't think that I don't think that is. I, I think if he would have said though, no, because he lacks effort, he hasn't. I think that's on him. I think he was going to get asked that no matter what. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think that's. I think that's fair for him to say. I don't feel like he's thrown Chicharito on the bus. I think. The way he responded, it was fair. Like you know, like he said, the form. He went. He went with the safe answer, in my opinion. This, which was the formation. Yeah, which was talking kind of about the formation. Yeah, he just that's what that's what he went with the with the with the the safe answer. So I don't think he threw him on the bus. But but but, I mean, you go to the front office. I think I think it's an important thing. You know, you say you don't blame Guillermo 100, percent and I agree. I mean, if we're looking at this year, I think that Guillermo probably gets about 60 percent of the blame, and Dennis DeClosa probably gets 35 percent of the blame, and then there's five percent whoever allowed this to happen. And it's funny because if you go through and say, okay, well, who deserves to keep their jobs and who doesn't deserve to keep their jobs? I mean, that's where this comes down to. Um, is, and, is that, is that what, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not thinking that way, but is, is that, is that how you feel though? Is that, yeah. is that how you feel like? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's people who this, this season is, is there's people who this season they can find fault with, right? So if yeah. you look at Dennis DeClose and Gamer Barashkoloto, I think that they're at fault for this season. They constructed this team. They put this team together. Whether Chicharito was their call or not, however that happens, they constructed this team. Um, COVID-19 certainly takes a part of that. We know, um, and, and Kevin reported on this and talked about on the on our podcast, uh, we know the LA Galaxy are having trouble getting players in. We know that a lot of MLS teams are having troubles getting, trouble getting players in during COVID, COVID-19. So even the reinforcements that they'd like to bring in, they can't bring in right now. So that's another part of this that obviously is clear in there but there's a larger overall reaching picture here and we have to pay attention to that as well which is bruce arena bruce arena left in 2016 
the LA Galaxy hired Kurt Anolfo. Anolfo, you know, wasn't given any support and they bounced him and blamed him for a lot of things that were clearly a front office and a general manager are, you know, argument Chris Klein and Pete Bainis deserved to take the blame for that and said it was Kurt Anolfo who took the blame for that. Um, so you saw that. Then they brought in Siggy Schmidt. Um, the rumors always were that Siggy was angling for the job before Kurt Anolfo even got it. So Siggy Schmidt wanted to be back in there. They gave Siggy some more, some more control, but still they stifled him and didn't really give him the things that he wanted to do. And so they ended up firing him. They bring in Dom as the interim. Now, again, Dom has the handcuffs taken off because he's short term anyway. So he does whatever he wants. And the LA Galaxy actually like play pretty well for a little bit. That goes away. Guillermo Barrescoloto comes in. Uh, you know, Scalotto and Dennis DeClosa have brought this team to the point it is now in terms of the players. Um, leave Chicharito out, out of it for a second. But, you know, they went out and got Christian Pavone, which was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you look at guys like People Gonzalez that they miss on. You look at guys like um, even Insua is probably hit and miss. You look at Jorgen been. I think Insua has been solid. Like, he's, you know what? He, he, okay he puts defender. in the effort, though. He puts in the effort. He puts in the effort, but I mean, again, it's it's the argument for this whole Galaxy team. What is that effort getting um, Emiliano and Sua? It's getting him up the wing on the left-hand side, and he's crossing mm-hmm. the ball. The Galaxy are crossing the ball. They're averaging more crosses this year than they did last year when we were all saying, dude, can you not cross the ball to Zlatan every single time? Yeah, I mean, sure. we look at those things, and we say, okay, there's no, there hasn't been an improvement across that. Yeah. Right? Continue so with I, your point. I didn't mean to interrupt yeah, you. No, it's fine. Um, but like, you, you have all these different guys that they've brought in um, over the past couple of seasons, and for the most part, this is Dennis DeClosa and Guillermo Barros-Colotos teams. There's a couple guys on there that aren't. Uh, Sasha Kleshin is their guy. You know, Julian Araujo is their guy. Hey, great great they brought up julian rajo and he's been great and if he's smart he gets to europe this winter as fast mm-hmm. as he freaking can because he does not want to be stuck on this la galaxy team um so they've done some things right but if you look at how this season particularly has gone this roster is not the most talented roster in the league it's not we I know mean, that I, I i would argue you have the talent you have the talent and so that, speaking- you have, i mean you, you can't tell me pavone jono dos santos who jono dos santos plays for the mexican national team yeah, does he I mean, does he play for the LA Galaxy? When when has he been on the field? No, year? and and that is on Jonathan Dos Santos. Uh, you know, but it is in his international stuff and stuff like that. But no, yeah. I mean, you could listen. I, I talked to a bunch of people and I'm not smart enough to know all this stuff. But talking to people who have played this game before and certainly are much smarter than me at this, they say, listen, the roster's not great. It's got a lot of holes in it. Look at the center of the midfield. Who's the who's the leader in the center of midfield? Is it Jonathan Dos Santos? Is it Sasha then, Question? Then, is it Perry Kitchen? Point to that is, is it like, legit? I mean, my point to my point to that is like you can't then you can't really blame Guillermo for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course you can. If, if you say, is he if putting you, them in a, is, is he putting them in a position to succeed? I, you can't. I would, I would argue he's if, playing if Sebastian that, Legit this, out of position. I, I I just feel like you, you can say that, but at the same time, like if you're giving this roster and he looks at the roster, and then you have players in and out. Um, I but I agree. I agree this, that this he isn't does, a new does, thing he, though, Gio. This isn't a new thing for Guillermo. Okay, this is not a new thing. This is not a, there was a reason that he left Boca Juniors. Mm -hmm. All right. He had a supremely talented group of players at Boca Juniors. And And he didn't have to do much with them. A thousand times more than it is here. Yeah, absolutely. And he didn't have to do as much with them, right? Those guys Mm -hmm. understood really where they were. And he, he really, I mean, again, the knock is that he's not a very good tactical coach, right? And so eventually that kind of got him bit, uh, uh, you know, in, in, in the Argentine league. Um, and that's why he he probably had to leave. It's just he didn't have the, the the that next level to sort of get things done. And you know, in Argentina, they have some really talented teams. But let's face it, Boca Juniors is and and River are are the two it's most talented team teams. Yeah. yeah. And so, really, even a poor Boca Juniors team is going to finish second or third, 
right? A good Boca Juniors team beats River and, you know, goes on and, and does all these things. Guillermo comes to MLS where he has to do more with less. And that's what MLS is. You're going to get three players and you better hit on them. The Galaxy haven't. Um, that's with your designated players. Uh, and then you and need I feel like players. those three players are so crucial. And I think for them missing on Chicharito has been such, such a, uh, such a curveball on the team, on the players. Um, because I, I, like you said, those three players are so crucial. And when one player lacks the effort, I, I think it really, like, I agree with you. He, he does lack, he does lack, uh, some tactics, but I think the, the big, bigger, bigger picture that I want to get to is what Kevin said on his article is, like you mentioned these last four years, it just can't fall on the coaching. Like outside the tactics, you got to look at, you know, Chris Klein and Dan Beckerman, right? The and buck we, has to stop somewhere. You that's, know, that's, exactly. That's and, I th- and you got, you got to get to the top, you know what I'm saying? Right. And, um, you know, to me, if you, you have fans, uh, our galaxy knows the history. You have fans that know the history and they know that this has been like this for a long time. And, yes. you know, and then you got to look at the top. I think I think I, I do think it's at the top. I do think because you had a team like just just to expand more, you let another team come in within your city, and do a better marketing job and a better experiential job. When you when you essentially had control of LA, mm-hmm. you had control of LA. LA was yours. That was and the you 2017 the, season. You, the you 2017 were, season was the last chance the LA Galaxy had to be you know the rulers and the roost. And what did they do? They won the wooden spoon. They had the worst season out of anybody. And they did it, I think, out of arrogance, the ability to think that we could do it better than Bruce did it, right? There was arrogance mm-hmm. that Bruce Arena, who I think the longest losing streak in Bruce Arena's tenure at the LA Galaxy was three games, like once. He lost three games in a row once. That's, 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 that's amazing. Yeah, the LA Galaxy have lost, you know, six in a row, and I think six in a row in the previous year in, in, in 20, um in 28, 2017 certainly was there. But anyway, they've had these long streaks of losing and, and you go through there and you look at it. But yeah, I mean, as much as you can put the blame for this year on Guillermo and Dennis, because they're the ones who have to put the team together, right? I and I, and I, can, I agree. That's, that's and, fair. And then you can you can you, you also have to put the blame on the large overreaching sort of angles on things to, to Chris Klein and Dan Beckerman. I mean, here's the thing about Dan Beckerman is that you sort of have to sit there and say, okay, how much influence does he have on the day-to-day LA Galaxy, you know, uh, operations? And the answer is probably very little. I doubt, you know, outside of seeing him on, on Sunday night and at the Vancouver game, I haven't seen him in any games in a while. Yeah. Um, so he doesn't show up very often. But when you look at Dan Beckerman, what he's done under his tenure as president of AEG, right, is he's in charge of the Galaxy. He's in charge of the Kings, right? And he's in charge of this, this uh, AEG empire as well. Well, the Kings suck in, in hockey. Right. They have. And they've gone through and redone some things. I think they'll be okay because just in the system that sort of has, they've gotten some young talent and maybe they get younger and they get better. That's fine. But in Major League Soccer, the Galaxy have sucked during his tenure as well. So where is the accountability for somebody like that? And then you look at Chris Klein. Chris Klein has largely uh, divorced himself of soccer decisions, right? Of on the field soccer decisions. But is that is that what that's I don't think that's what a great general manager necessarily does. You know, what I'm but saying? he's not a GM. I, he's a president. Or, or or president, you know, but it's um, if, if, excuse me, yeah, if you're president, but if you're if you're Chris Klein, right, right, you got to do better, and you let you let you let since 2017, you let LAFC come in here, and and steal your territory. They yeah. they took they took your territory, and I think if you don't see the trend and you you didn't adapt right, you didn't adapt quick enough, and you got the money. Age, you got money. 
they got money. So you yeah, can't we'll tell see how we'll see how healthy they are coming out of this. I mean, this I'm talking, I'm, ta- I'm, ta- I'm yeah. talking pre-COVID. I'm talking pre-COVID. Yeah. I'm talking pre-COVID. You you have money, right? You 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 have money. You you had the, the the opportunity to change things up, switch up the stadium, whatever, and market a lot better. Like LAFC, you let another team come in here, and you're having these down years, and you didn't do. You stayed the same. You stayed the same, and that's and that's why that's what's happening. They stayed the same, and they didn't do anything. They didn't they didn't invest in, in having a more of a community with with the, within the fans. You know, one of the great opportunities that I get to see with both teams. I get to see what this LAFC does, and I get to see what LA Galaxy does. What you know, what I think they do is do a great job in community. And LA Galaxy can do the same thing, but they just haven't done it. They just haven't invested the money to assign someone to get more more community things. I'm not saying that's going to change the outcome of the game. That has no influence on that. That's obviously on the tactics and everything. But the bigger picture is. They now this year they're going to do the standing room and everything, which I thought was great. But I also thought they were like a year behind or to do that, you know. Yeah, but I mean, to be fair, Galaxy fans have been asking for that since before Orlando came into the thing. So I mean, you know, again, you're you're right in that in that sense is the Galaxy stopped or didn't want to adapt and didn't want to do things, and now they look reactionary. Um, and and I think that goes. Listen, the bottom line and the way to save all this is for the LA Galaxy to be a dominant team again. Um, you know, LAFC has problems now because do, they do you don't think have that happens with the current front office, though. No, and I don't think it happens with the current coach either. I mean, that's it's I think we've pl- I think this experiment yeah, is but over. I, th- I think the coach is micro, but I think the front office is macro. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it, it's macro because you have to blame you again. If you look at the blame pies, at least in my opinion, is you have to blame Dennis and Guillermo for this season. You want to talk about the overall reaching thing, then you have to look at Chris Klein and Dan Beckerman. Mm-hmm. If I'm anybody in AEG, if I'm Uncle Phil, um, and I want to come and look at, at what's going on in this this team, then Dan Beckerman probably doesn't have a job. That Chris Klein probably doesn't have a job, um, and Guillermo Barrascolotto probably doesn't have a job. I think those are the three people who who go. Um, and everybody's like, well, how come Dennis DeClosa gets, you know, the gifted uh, spot there is you need somebody. And I think Dennis is smart enough. I, um, I think Dennis has a plan in place, I at agree. least to understand that. I think that if he brings in another coach, uh, one who can work with the talent that they have, because I think they have an OK team, um, but they have a lot of things to sort of adjust and do. Uh, you're probably going to lose Christian Pavone. You're probably going to lose, um, you know, uh, a guy like Julian Araujo here pretty soon. I don't think he's going to stay very long. Again, I would go this winter if I'm him. Um, and if I could, I would be gone. Um, so you're going to have to lose some of these these guys. And how do you make Chicharito work? He has two more years left on his contract. So are you going to try to get rid of him? Um, you can try. I think that's a great idea. How much money you're going to have to eat in order to do that? You're probably eating the $10 million transfer fee that you paid. Yep. Um, and, and you're probably eating some of his salary. So he still has basically, if you look at it, another $10 million in salary plus bonuses. Again, I don't think he's ever getting those bonuses, so I wouldn't worry about it. They're performance-based. So mm. that's not he's not getting any bonuses there. Uh, I think there's probably also jersey sales and some other things. So I'm sure he can get some more money um, in some of these in some of these ways. But what are you going to do with that? Because he's expensive mm-hmm. uh, and he's holding a designated player spot. And right now, Jonathan Dos Santos is holding a designated player spot. He's too expensive to not be playing. Um, so you have huge issues that are going to sweep through this team in the offseason and add to it the uneasiness of Major League Soccer to even sort of commit to having a league to play in February again next year. That could get delayed. 
Um, they want people back in the stands. And I'm my guess is they'll wait till June to start the season if unless they can get people back in the stands. Yeah, and I think I think that's great if they push if they have to wait till June uh, to get people back in the stands. Uh, it makes it makes all the sense. I think I don't think you, I'm with you on that. I don't think they start the season without fans. But I, I truly think however this plays out or whatever happens when, when Guillermo goes or whatever, if that's the case or he turns things around, I, I just truly think that the, the Galaxy fans know the history. The Galaxy fans, you know, they've been supported since 1996. They know what it's like to winning. Let me put it just like the Lakers. You knew when, when the Lakers weren't doing great and who was managing and running it, you know, Jeannie's brother and stuff like that. And then things change. I think there needs to be a drastic change because if you say if you say from 2016 and this is just me naively uh let me say covering the team for the last three years but i've been around i've seen it and you know i've seen them when they won and stuff like that but i, I you know being able to cover both teams i see what's working i see what's not working and i think at what point are you going to turn this thing around and it, when it's not just a coach you know what i'm saying when it's when when the fans know it it, it starts at the top and it, if, and it's it's a structural issue too. I mean, it goes down through all the departments throughout the front office as well. I mean, if you're going to make a change that includes Chris Klein going, if you're going to make a change that includes Dan Beckerman going, then that funnels down to every department, including the coaches, including, you know, the, the PR staff, including the ticket sales, all that stuff, all that stuff gets changed. So while it's nice to talk about change sometimes. And this is my only sort of caution against it. I, I'm with you. I think that there needs to be drastic sweeping change. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if both will go, Chris Klein or Dan Beckerman. I think there's I, just. I don't know if either will go. Yeah, I don't. And <laughs> I agree with you. I don't think because they're, they're they hold the keys to the castle, right? Essentially. Yeah. I mean. Um, and it looks like still with contracts and stuff like that, I think that Chris Klein still has maybe a year or a couple of years left mm-hmm. on his on his five year extension that he got after the worst season in LA Galaxy history. So. Uh, if that's the case, he still has. Guillermo still has a year left on his contract. You know, I would imagine that Dennis DeCloso still has a year left on his contract, right? So, I mean, there's some real financial things that take a hit as well. The entire coaching staff probably has that three-year deal, right? So if you're going to swipe the coaching staff and they're going to go away, because if Guillermo goes, everybody goes with yeah, them, right? Of course. Um, yeah. All of those contracts you're going to have to pay out. So there's a real financial hit in order to make this as well. But what is the alternative if the team continues to mire itself in it's not even mediocrity because mediocrity would put them in the center of the Western conference right now. You know, they're, they're anchoring down the the basement spot, in the Western conference, which is, which is for this team. Uh, while I say they're not very talented, they're more talented than being the last place team in the Western conference. So yeah. um, there's, there's clearly some structural issues here that need to be solved. Yeah. And I'm a hundred percent that we'll, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll revisit this. I'll have you on the pod. We'll revisit after the season and what, what happens there, because if a major change or a commitment or something that, you know, I, I think it's just, it's just a disappointment of what their true history are. And I think they're relying too much on the brand and it's, and it's sad because you know, you're not producing what you see on the field and stuff like that. And it's sad for the fans. Um, I just said, because you're an L.A. team, you know, you're since 1996 and you're not living up to, you know, all the expectations that you that everybody had. And there's a lot that we just got into. So now now let's uh, let's 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 look forward Um, this weekend. I think it's a a great thing for MLS. You got Galaxy and LFC on primetime on a local channel, ABC at 1230 p.m. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this may be the first time ever um, Uh, in a long time. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's been a long time. There was, uh, they were on Fox. They were over the air Fox um, earlier this year. So um, there have been over the air games and that that they've been able to get to. So no, it's big. Um, you get built in audiences for this already. Like you can usually boost the attendance. And you know, having this game in particular, I know it's on Sky Sports in in uh, in Europe, right? And in, in England for sure. Um, so I mean, there's a lot of exposure that comes with this game. I mean. Yeah, it's great. Um, I don't. I'm I'm bored of it to be honest with you. It's the fourth game that they played. It's yeah. just like whenever they played San Jose four times. Oh, that, uh, yeah. Somebody just did uh, uh, an analysis and basically looked at it. And the LA Galaxy, I think, will only play eight different teams this time. And other teams have played like twelve and thirteen different teams throughout this season. It's like this season and the idea that it's any sort of balanced or reasonables has been out the window for a while. So why not play a fourth, you know, El Trafico, um, you know, to, to sort of do this. And, you know, if the league is going to try to burn this out, which it almost feels like they're trying to do, um, then I, I guess they do get to do it. Um, but it's I don't not, mind it because it's un- these games are unpredictable though. I, I, they are. I, I feel like it's a 50, 50 shot, even the way, the way galaxy have been playing. I, I, and I, and I see LAFC, these games, man, fifty. This can literally turn Galaxy season or the last three weeks. Turn it, you know. Them, they're only three points away, right? They're right. only three points away, right? So they're not far. This can if they win, they can change it. They lose, you know, they're not going anywhere else. But I, I, I don't mind it necessarily because they're so unpredictable. You know? Yeah, I mean, it, it's a good game for neutral, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. sort of the whole thing is a neutral fan will probably watch this game and being on ABC, you're going to get a lot of neutrals. So so that's a good thing. Um, yeah, you can't predict these. Uh, I don't think that any Galaxy fan has gone into any of these El Traficos this year or um, maybe last year. But this year, you know, with any sort of confidence going into it, I'll say that LAFC is wildly unpredictable this year as well. You never sort of know what their defense is going to do. And I think the LA Galaxy are in a sort of similar vein. Um, you know, I, I know some people are of the opinion that the LA Galaxy gets so jacked up for this game that it's impossible to predict. And I think that's probably pretty fair. But if, you know, if we're going to play all these games, right, you're going to get four games out of these, then you're probably going to see the best team of those four eventually you know, get the majority of the wins. And if you go back to the MLS's back tournament with the 6-2 win for LAFC there, and then you have the LA Galaxy back-to-back shutouts um, of LAFC, it just, in my mind, one of these teams is going to be clearly better than the other one. And this is probably the game that that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to be, I think, less predict or, or, or more predictable than than the previous three games. I just think they've seen each other too many times and that you're sort of going to see what you get um, with that. They're not any fancy offenses or fancy defenses like San Jose has, you know, um, for the most part, it's, it, it very well could be a four, three, three versus a four, three, three. Um, and that makes for an interesting matchup. And, and I think they line up against each other pretty well, but you know, tons of question marks from the LA galaxy. Uh, does Chicharito even play by the way, hasn't played in an El Trafico yet. That is yeah. correct. Yeah. Hasn't yeah. played in El Trafico yet. So is he even going to play? Is he going to be, you know, yacked up for this one? Like it, those are all unpredictable sort of things. Yeah. But and that, I, I think feel- that, that, I think that's must, has to be the most disappointing thing that he hasn't played uh, in an El Trafico. And that's the reason why you got him. That's the reason you wanted the Vela Chicharito matchup and stuff. And I had this piece of content that I created even before, uh, I knew Chicharito or Velo, even before that MLS back, they've been wanting to post out. And I think I'm just going to post it. I'm just going to post it because worked hard on it. You know, if it doesn't happen it's, and it's never going to happen. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, and a- it's, and it's, uh, I'm just going to post it. You know, I don't care if it has Chicharito and Vela, but I'm just going to post it because that's what the, that's what it was supposed to be. And, you know, say Chicharito doesn't go back or whatever. Right. That's what this was supposed to be. And we obviously Vela also got injured and stuff like that. 
but we never saw that. And Chicharito was also injured for the for the for the first restart. Um, so that that's what I think has been the most disappointing because if you had four and fans were able to go to four, it would have been crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it it would have been better with fans with, with yeah. four. Yeah, it would have been. We got three last year, and we had three the year before. I mean, listen, two and three is the correct answer for this. Mm-hmm. Um, just like I it think, is in any song. I, I think three, but hear hear me on this. Three, but the third one or one of them is in a neutral lo- location, whether it's SoFi, SoFi it Stadium, SoFi. Or, or or Rose Bowl. No, I think, I, th- I actually think they should play all of them at SoFi because you can sell the tickets for all three of those games and. You could, you could, and you know. So I, I think I. But who, I who has? This but home. who's who's the home, who's home advantage is that though? You know what I'm saying? Neither. I, I think I it's pretty even. So I don't think it, I. So here's the deal. Everybody's like, well, why would you want to do that? Why would you want to leave your stadium and go to so money? Money is the reason. Mm-hmm. Money is the reason yeah. that we play professional sports because people want to make money and people do this. It's all about money. Yeah. And if you can go there and put, you know, 65,000, 70,000 people, um, I, I think it's like 65,000. No, so isn't much. it higher than that? I think it's like I, it could be. Um, like, I, I want to say yeah. it's not as big as I thought. I always think it is. So I, I think it's around 65 or 70. Let's just say that. But if you could put 35,000 fans from each team, divide that place down the middle, it would look like something like Wembley um, does mm-hmm. for like, you know, uh, the championship playoff game, yeah. right? You know, the, the that, those types of things, those promotion uh games that you see that's what it would look like and i think that's where eventually this goes um because that's the spectacle that mls wants that's the spectacle the la galaxy and lafc want and they want all the money from all of those gate from the gate receipts um you you don't have to charge a hundred dollars for that ticket anymore you get to charge fifty dollars for that ticket but you get you know three times as many tickets yeah so you sell bigger suites and everything i'm with you i'm with you on that um but i think to me, I don't know. I don't know if this has any. I don't even think of their MLS or the teams may or may not care about this. But do this is may a minor thing. But wouldn't you if you're a player or don't you want to see that on a grass field? Because I think so far yeah, it's just turf. it's turf. Yeah, no, it's but it's. I think that this game gets big enough. Um, you throw that, some. You, you get th- some. You throw some grass down. Yeah, you, 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 you get have, I feel down. like I feel like that's a game that you 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 put the money in, you put the grass in because yeah, it, it's yeah. not the same. It's not. It's not the same. I, you know, it would be really crazy if uh, these two teams met like the playoffs and that's where they would play. Right. Oh. I mean, like a playoff game with with that. I, listen, I know people are like, no, I wanted that in my stadium and I get it. Sure. It's fun. And that's, you know, that's your home and it makes sense. And you want that home field advantage. And you want all those things. Money usually wins out on these things. I think mm-hmm. the spectacle of that in the United States and what that shows for soccer in Major League Soccer yeah. does more for the league image than uh, maybe even uh, David. Nah, I was going to say the maybe even David Beckham did, but it didn't. But like more than more than than a lot of players, a lot of big name players, they, just knowing that there's that atmosphere in a city like Atlanta, whenever they fill mm-hmm. out, you know, the, uh, their uh, their stadium, it's like that happens in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, I could have never so many. That's going to check so many more stars and players and stars young, and players, players and sponsorships and yeah. money and all this stuff that helps the league get better and better. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I've always been and and probably will always be the guy who's sitting. You play all these games at SoFi as soon as you can. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, for right now, all, I'm with you. I thought I was just thinking one because of home field advantage, but play them all. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. They play play all three of them, and you know, obviously, we get it. We get to be there because having that many fans and you can study split them down the middle. It's, it's going to be an exciting, an exciting, and we know it's going to happen. We just don't know when. Yeah. I, I mean, it might, it might take a couple of years, but we're not that far away from it. Those, yeah, the two stadiums, uh, the two stadiums for the games that they play are too small. Yeah. Um, we're, we're and small, it doesn't matter whichever one it is. So yeah, I'm all, I'm all for that. So this, this weekend should be, um, you know, I guess you get to find out if the LA galaxy really want to fight for anything. Um, 
I, I don't love using that word, but they're going to have to be smart about it. And they have been smart whenever they played LAFC. Quite honestly, they played some of their best games against LAFC. Yeah, they, so, they, 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 turned, they turned their whole so – they started the restart of the season off on the right track. And I, re, and I really do think this is more of a tricky game for LAFC um, because they're also they're, – they're, they, they've been playing great without their dps and they've had some young talent but at the same time they they got their they're getting all four they're, they're missing four starters they're getting the four starters back you know i think just getting back in the groove uh i think for the other galaxy you're i'm assuming you get jonah dos santos back for this game and ralph supposed to be i mean that's the idea to. so yeah, it's, it's yeah. the same thing for both teams so it's the same thing for both teams and i think i think this is more of a tricky game for lac because uh the galaxy are the ones that after like have a little bit more have a little bit more to lose out on because I think if they don't if they don't lose if, I mean if they don't win I don't think I don't think they're they're making the playoffs but I think if they win this game it starts to look exciting it starts to look like and on top of that uh, on top of that say you, you get bragging rights because this is what fans care about and I know and I know you and I we don't really, we see the bigger picture but saying that you beat LAFC three times in a year and twice in their home, whether or not you, you made the playoffs or not. Right. That, that goes a long way. Yeah. That, I mean, it's that. a, it's a, it's a consolation prize. It's a nice consolation prize, exactly. you know, that type of thing. Um, yeah. I mean, all for that. I, I always look at the bigger picture in terms of what does this do for the, for the general, you know, the, the health of the LA galaxy. Um, and, you know, I, I think there's a lot to sort of be said that, that winning against LAFC this year might not help the LA Galaxy and what they really need to have accomplished. I think it masks things. Just like Zlatan came in and, and was a big band-aid for a lot of things that were wrong with this team. Because let's face it, the same things that are wrong this year were wrong last year. Um, it's just Zlatan was was better at, at hiding mm. those things uh, from from what you're well, watching. Well, I think I think that's that's what you see with greatness, though. That's that's what you see with it, greatness. It's great. No, no I, I just I the same people... thing. Just the same thing which you see with LeBron. Like they didn't have that many weapons, and he was able to carry this team. I think I just want to add to that. I think what the MLS, maybe maybe you follow me on this or not. A player like Slotan, you don't need to necessarily market him, and he has his own character, right? And I feel like in mm. sports, I think what the MLS is really missing is characters. And what I mean by that, you have the bad guy, good guy, and more mm-hmm. of those rivalries. And you know, um, I I don't know if because some of the players, some of the biggest bigger names are Spanish speaking, um, or you know, I think MLS should this is an idea should create those characters create you know more more like you know what i'm saying like like slotan you didn't really need to do that he yeah, was that. i mean everybody made him the villain though right i mean and yeah. that's that's what you're and it's, and, but it was is, easy is, that's what i'm saying though it was easy to do because and he and he knew yeah. how to talk to the media he knew he, he was he was just a star in every level he, he knew how to he knew that him talking to me whether they win or loss it was good for his brand i just think if the mls was able to build not 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 saying a slot time because that that's that's he's a unicorn but i feel like if you 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 need to start building some of those players up like that you know those yeah, vibrating. but here's the here's the problem, right? And I'm, I agree with you mostly because on the press side, I get sick and tired of hearing the same answers all the time. Yes, yes. But whenever you have somebody like Zlatan, right, 
what or you have anybody who speaks out and tries to be a little bit of character they get just lambasted by the by the press they're going out people are going after him but he doesn't going but, after but, him. but he's a, he doesn't care though like Slots he doesn't under, care he understand knows how to work the media though but you're asking you're asking to create these you're asking for for players that are in MLS to be these guys right to be these outspoken to be the villains to no no be, no, no, no. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not I'm not saying outspoken I'm not saying I'm not don't I'm not I'm not saying I'm not saying be a slot on I'm saying like you got to create some type of like, you know, for, for example, we weren't able to create anything between Chicharito and Vela. Right. Because that, you know what I'm saying? You need to at least have, have yeah. something to create. You know what I'm saying? At least yeah, I'm not we, saying, I'm not saying you need to tell this player to be outspoken. That, that's right. not, I'm not saying what I'm not saying that, but, but I'm just, uh, we've seen that though. And if everybody remembers, it was the famous uh, Frank Lampard versus Steven Gerrard game, mm-hmm. of which neither of them played. And so, like, you've seen the MLS try and do this stuff, right? It was New York City versus LA Galaxy, and everybody's like, oh, it's Gerard versus Lampard, and neither of them played. And that was the story with that stuff. I don't have no problems with that. That's all marketing, um, mm. you know, in terms of how you do it. And listen, I mean, the LA Galaxy went, you know, all in on marketing for Chicharito in terms of all the different things that they did. It seems like wasted money now, right? But if he was, you know, 75% of what we expected him to be, then that marketing's not wasted, and it was smart, right? So, and I, I mean, don't, I don't, yeah, I don't think that's Galaxy's fault. I really do think that's a hundred percent Chicharito. Like, I, that's just him because I've seen him play, man. I, I've seen him play for so long, and you know, being able to cover him, like, it, like it's just still so disappointing because he. I feel like, oh man, I, I just feel like he, he needs to do better, man. Like he's really letting so many people down, and. And if this is the way he's going to go out, it's just, I just don't, for me, as someone who's, who's watched him for so long, it's, it's just not a good look. It's just, what if it's just, not him? What if it's not him? What if it's the fact that he's just, he's done? This is, then don't, this, don't, don't take this type of money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't, don't do but, that. Wait, wait, come on. Come on. I'm going to, I'm going to, no, 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 but don't, but don't take G- this, don't take this type of money and give us, give, give that. You know what I'm saying? But, but again, I, I mean, you know, the argument here is that, in a lot of ways, I'm looking at it. I'm seeing him be done. I'm seeing him not be able to oh. do what he said he was supposed to. What what he yeah, we thought I, I'm he seeing, was able I'm to seeing, do. Yeah, I, you know, I'm seeing. But like the way he came braggadocious and said, like, "Oh, I'm a I'm a Mexican legend coming back here." Like some of those words that he was saying, like he was hyping up the train himself. You know did he saying? actually? Did he actually say that? I don't remember him yeah, saying anything. Yeah, well, like, I'll show you. I'm a I'll Mexican you, legend. Uh, I'll, I'll, let me let me. Uh, I'll show you the video. Um, right. I want to get you the exact words. I can actually pull it up right here. Um, cause no, I, no, uh, we're good. We're good. But no, I'm just, I, it just all the stuff that I've talked with him about, he seems like a humble dude. I just, I, everybody's talking about how he's this diva and I don't see it. And maybe it's because, uh, the LA galaxy have done a really good job of hiding him from us because certainly he doesn't talk after games. Oh man, that's, that's um, a whole another thing. That's a whole, but I, and, and listen, I think it's probably wise. It's, there's nothing good. Th- I mean, at this it, point, right? at this point, you're you're gonna piss off people even more if you if you bring yeah. them out to talk. So, but, so but I, mean, I, I, have, I feel like I feel like if you had Chicharito a couple weeks ago, like you know when Kevin had mentioned that, and I think I think that's another thing on on the league and on these teams, right? Um, I think you have to let these players talk. Uh, maybe right now it's not the best best time to do it. But I think it is the best time. It's always don't don't fall into that because Kevin and I argue about this all the time. The guys who who do you have respect for on the team? Do you have respect for the guys who come out and talk after the LA Galaxy lost four to nothing? Hundred percent. Yeah, and those are the guys you have respect for. And where's everybody else? Hundred percent. Um, 
And so, yeah, I, you know, if, if I thought he was going to be a stand-up guy and he wanted to talk and he wanted to do things, I mean, the problem is that it's hard to sort of say, oh, well, we need to talk to the substitute who came in in the 40th minute and then missed two chances. I mean, no, that's, but, uh, but, it's sort but of they've, like, they've, there's been other opportunities that he could have talked absolutely. to. Absolutely. And they, like you said, they, they've, they've hit him. And it's, I don't think that's a, like I said, if LeBron James, he talks after, if they get spanked, if they lose, if they win. And I think that's where Zlatan. MLS... Slaton talked because he knew branding. That's what I'm saying. He knew he knew branding. He knew the the bigger picture. And he knew like, yeah, I'll talk. He does. And we, he knew how, we he used knew. to have we used to talk to Robbie Keane all the time, right? I mean, this is let's go back, you know, a little bit from from my days covering the team since you know 2011, 2009 is when we started the podcast. But um, really, you know, me in the locker room 2011, 2012, LA Galaxy would lose. Robbie Keane would be the first one up there talking every single time. He knew he had the captain's armband. He was going to talk. Uh, Landon Donovan, they lost. Landon Donovan would be up there talking, no problems. Uh, the LA Galaxy lost. Todd Donovan would be up there talking, no problems. Uh, you know, they lost. AJ De La Garza would be up talking, no problems. After all this stuff, so I mean, you know, it says a lot about a player and a character and just who they are. 100%. Whenever the team is this bad about guys who come out and talk, and so right now, um, I have the utmost respect for guys like Dan Stares and for Sasha Kleshin, yeah. and those guys will come out and talk anytime, anywhere, mm-hmm. and even if it was their fault and they gave up, you know, seven goals, they would be the ones out there talking, and you don't see them in the other galaxy. It goes back to your leadership. Who's the that's leader? What I'm saying. Who's that's what, that's why I asked you the lead. first question. That these that you don't you don't. The guy you're paying the most money, he's not even willing to come out and talk. To I don't need him to be the leader, though. Like Chicharito doesn't need to be the leader. In fact, I would prefer him not to be the leader. He he hasn't been part of this club for for very long. So yeah, don't be I, the but leader. I, but but I, the way they made him up to be like he was going to be the leader and everything, everything like that. But when you don't when, when you don't let him talk, I, I you know I'm I'm going to change my view on this. He should be talking every single time. He should because that, you don't get away from that in the NBA. You don't get away from that in the MLB. You know, it would be different if we were in the locker room. Um, and that's probably the big change because we would sit there and say we want to talk to Chicharito, and then they would be like, "No, he's not going to talk." And then yeah, we but, would be but, able to come out here and but, say, "But don't, don't, don't you fall into that trap now?" Because every other is. team is doing it. Every other team, every other major sports team is doing it, and you're seeing the real people talk to me or whether. And, I, and I'm with you. I think they are hiding him. And it, they're it's, hiding a lot of people, though. That's 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 sort of my point. Is I, I don't think the LA Galaxy are doing a great job of. Um, of always making a wide and diverse section of the team available for us. Um, and maybe that's by design. Maybe it's just harder and, and all these things. I'm not going to throw them under the bus for a lot of this because um, it's different, right? And when we're in the locker room, we can request anybody we want. Mm-hmm. It's easy. Uh, doing these Zoom calls afterwards is a lot harder to get somebody who you want to talk, especially if it's like, my whole thing would be, hey, everybody wants to talk to Zlatan. Great. While you're all talking to Zlatan, I'm going to be over here talking to you know Nick DePew because that's the better story in my opinion than talking to Zlatan again. I mean, those are you know those are sort of the choices that you can make as a reporter to go off and develop relationships. But not only that, but to get different sound and different pieces and different things. And with what, where we're at right now, it's not conducive to that. And yeah. that's probably the biggest thing. We don't get a feeling for the team when we're not in the locker room yeah. uh, when we're not doing that. So a lot of this is conjecture, but a lot of it is based off of the players that I've talked to and, and understand sort of what's going on in the locker room. So, you know, it's, it's back and forth and we try to do the best that we can, but yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, Jonathan Dos Santos should, should speak more. He hasn't been playing because he's been international duty. He's been injured a whole bunch of other stuff. Jonathan Dos Santos is supposed to be the captain of this team. He should be talking more. Um, you know, Dan Starez talks cause he has the armband all the time. Uh, you know, if Chicharito got the armband right now, I would expect him to talk after the game. Absolutely. hundred percent. He better be there. Uh, but again, a sub who comes on and plays 40 minutes and misses two sitters isn't exactly the guy who 
who probably I'm like, oh, I really need to talk to him. I need to talk to yeah, Kai Karenia. I, I don't think I don't think last game, but I think. Excuse me, game San Jose. Why? No, why doesn't he talk talk in the San Jose game? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You gotta, you gotta, gotta reach out to your people out there, Josh, because it's, it's. It, I just don't. I think the bigger picture. I just think the bigger picture, and LAFC does the same thing. I think as a league, it, it, it as a league, and you're trying to grow it to be a major. It, it, you're not covering other teams. Covering, you know, like I said, uh, I'm a humbly brag here. I've been to the World Series. I've been to some of the biggest games, you know, and it's just like seeing how they do it. you know if you want to be there there there's just things that you have to do you know and just making making the players talk after wins or losses and i think it just really speaks i think we will get there but we're not there you know we're just we're just here's here's the rub on that is that if you go anywhere else in the world for the most part the players don't talk um it just especially in europe players don't talk after games you the only way that you ever see a player though josh we're, we're in america where, where every yeah, but you, where, where you, how, how do you expect to get these guys on ESPN on a day? Where, you know yeah, but where are some of these guys coming from? That's the other part about this. Whenever Robbie Keane and David Beckham came over, I remember that they were always talking about that they were not used to having to talk this much to the press, right? And David Beckham got asked questions every time after every game, right? And obviously, David had to speak almost every game. It was David Beckham was going to be there. It's the same thing with Robbie Keane. It was an adjustment. Steven Gerrard hated it. Um, whenever he came over, right? And he was just like, why don't we have to talk so much and, and do this stuff? So from the mindsets of players outside of the United States, it's a difficult thing for them to sort of get used to. Now, your argument is all you 100% can say, bro. All you can say to that is no comment. Hey, Josh, uh, what do you think about today's game? Or, you know, do you think uh, you're doing, did you play a good game? No comment. Yeah, but you, there should be someone in the team to know how to, how to coach these guys. But I don't feel like anybody is asking that tough of a question or disrespectful they'd be like you know what i'm saying i, I just i just the, don't the whole problem again the the your argument was correct which was that this isn't europe and it's not you know overseas it's it's the united states in the united states we expect our locker rooms to be open and our stars to talk um and that needs to happen uh you can you cannot do it and when you do it you end up hurting your, your brand more than anything um i think yes. both of the la teams are are, are guilty of that Mm-hmm. Um, whenever it comes to having their star players talk and be available to the media and be able to answer tough questions. The U.S. press, we're soft, and I'll say it. I'm, I'm part of it. We're, we're soft whenever it comes to questions. I will ask tough questions, but I'll ask them in a soft way. Um, well, I think way, you, you, you know, know how to... I think a lot of people, it also comes with experience and knowing how to ask the question without coming across, you know... Uh, yeah, because you can certainly ask it in the wrong way, and then you get Zlatan who wants to kill you. Zlatan never wanted to kill me. So that was, I think I always did a pretty good job of asking him even tough questions. Um, he was fine with that. So yeah, I mean, you know, it's all part of that stuff. But if you're in the United States and you want to be considered a major sports league, then yeah, guys should talk. And that means that Chicharito, who's the most expensive player on the team, needs to talk. Um, mm-hmm. And that comes with the territory. He's a designated player. Does I, I almost think that if their designated player is on the field, that they should be ready to talk after the game. Um, and we haven't seen that very much from the LA Galaxy this year. Christian Pavone doesn't really talk. And again, it, most of it is probably a language barrier more than anything. Christian needs a translator, so it's easier just to have you know native English speakers uh, talk or the guys who are bilingual because um, there's a bunch of those guys as well. Um, but Javier Hernandez should have no problems. He speaks English and Spanish, so he's fine with that. Uh, Jonathan actually speaks wonderful English, except he pretends that he doesn't. Yeah. Um, he's he just gets nervous with it. I I don't want to blame him. He's done such a great job of, of he, learning. He, and, does. And he speaks that. really 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 well. And yeah. you know what I'm saying. But I I, I, I like that's saying if 
this is America, this is what it is, you know, and, and, and I, don't, I don't think that's too much to ask. I, I it's just not. Don't, I, I don't really, I, you know, when you, with all the, where you, this league eventually wants to get to, I just don't yeah. think it is. Yeah, COVID set that back this time. That's that's the real reason. I mean, we, we've been pretty successful at getting people to talk um, in the locker room. When they don't, it's a story. Uh, right now, you don't get any of those stories. So, um, you know, hopefully that returns whenever uh, COVID goes away. Maybe next summer we'll be back in the locker rooms. Who knows? It'll be interesting. Yeah, no. Hopefully it doesn't take that long. Hopefully, you know. but we'll see. We'll see. I know they'll know they'll wait for the fans. Um, so yeah, uh, let me ask you this: Does the, does the Galaxy make it make it to the playoffs? Uh, I mean, I I would guess that the answer is probably no. Um, I don't see the teams that they have to play: LAFC, Portland, Seattle, RSL. Um, and then Vancouver, I think, is the is the last one, and, and maybe not 100% in that order, but all those teams. I mean, Seattle is one of the best. Portland's one of the best. Uh, LAFC is middle to to above average this year. Um, and so, you know, it's one of the teams the LA Galaxy probably have the best chance uh, of beating. RSL is the team the LA Galaxy could beat, but if you're looking at them winning two of their last five games, then they're not going to make, you know, the MLS playoffs, and nor do they probably deserve to. So, um yeah, I, I they could squeak in. They're not that far far away. If they get on a hot streak and they roll, yeah, they could get in. I wouldn't be surprised either way, Gio. Uh, it, this team is um, incomplete. This team is uh, is not a, a good team in terms of chemistry, um, but they're streaky. And so if mm-hmm. they win a couple games, then they might win them all. Uh, somebody said, would you be surprised if the LA Galaxy won MLS Cup? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> but, how su- I'm like but how surprised would I be? Like, would I be yeah. like, oh, my God, it, it should have never happened. This is, you know, Leicester City oh, all over again. No, surprised. it's not. Yeah. It's, I'm, I wouldn't be that surprised. I like, you know, I would be 70% surprised, like not 100% surprised. I'm like, no, this is MLS. I'm, yeah. I've watched this stuff happen before, so it's not that big a deal. But if the LA Galaxy get on a roll and they get streaky, Guillermo's shown that he's a streaky coach, too. Um, so, you know, if it's streaky and everything's working in the right direction, as my uh, good co-host Eric would say, don't peak too soon. Maybe the LA Galaxy is just getting <laughs> ready to peak at the right time. That... I mean that that is a great answer. Yeah, and I think a lot will have to do with this uh, this weekend's game. Um, let me let me ask just just this final one. Does does Chicharito stay after the season, um, or do you, even if you're Galaxy? Because I from what I'm seeing from the Galaxy fans, you know they're very upset. But does does he stay after the season? I mean, you're gonna have to find somebody to take him. It's always, it, you know, it's the Jorgen Shelvik problem. It's the uh, Michael Ciani problem, which we're mentioning Chicharito in the same terms of those guys. So that's it. He has some marketability still in Mexico, and, and maybe Chivas would like to have him back. Um, maybe they can work rumor something out. That came but out today. yeah, the rumor. The, I'll, well, let me. I'll, I'll categorize it as fan fiction that came out about Chicharito. I don't see. Um, a market for him at his salary. So how much would the LA Galaxy have to give in order to make that happen? They're on the hook for another 10 million, basically, plus bonuses and some stuff. So maybe it ends up being 11 or 12 million after this year to Chicharito. Um, so that's a lot of money. So if you only have to give up 5 million of that or 6 million of that, you're saving money. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there's some, there's some things to look at that. But um, yeah, it would be, it's one difficult for me to understand how he can survive on this team for long. But at the same time, I think the galaxy, uh, we're pretty used to Giovanni dos Santos and how long it took them to get rid of him. Um, so in a lot of ways, 
Uh, I think that they will use the COVID-19 pandemic as an excuse for this season. I think he's probably back next season only because there probably isn't a bunch of place to offload him, nor does AEG have the appetite to sort of just swallow that money. Um, And so they're hoping that it will be better, but maybe, um, maybe there's a chance to move him somewhere in Mexico, but I think it comes at a great cost to the LA galaxy in terms of they're going to have to kick in a whole bunch of money for that. Um, Mm. So, you know, we'll see alone somewhere who knows. Uh, the LA Galaxy can get creative, maybe another uh, Hammerby loan. Uh, you know, it's all sorts of things. Um, so I, I don't think he's happy here right now um, in LA. I don't think the Galaxy are happy with him. I know the fans aren't happy with him. So a lot of things have to change. And the LA Galaxy have to start winning. And then he would have to be a reason for that winning in order for him to really gain any more trust. But it's been pretty bruised and battered so far. I don't know that, that he ever gets trusted again within the fan base. So, um, yeah, it's. Uh, I guess that's a long way of saying I don't really know, but I would be surprised if he's gone for next season. I, I, I would think he would stay. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think just I think his market has just gone down just within the season. Um but yeah, I guess I guess we'll I guess we'll see how things uh, end up this weekend and uh, for the rest of the season for the LA Galaxy. Josh, for the people that already don't already don't follow you, let the people know where they can follow you. Yeah, for sure. Uh, hit me up on Twitter at Galaxy Podcast. You can go to uh, cornerofthegalaxy.com for all of our shows, all of our news, all that stuff. Cornerofthegalaxy.com and uh, anywhere that you get your uh, your podcasts, and I mean pretty much anywhere. Uh, just type in Corner of the Galaxy and you can find us there. Guys, that is Josh Gessman. Of course, I'm Gio Garcia. You can follow us at LA Soccer Hub. Make sure to vote. Made these vote shirts just to, you know, promote the voting, have a soccer shirt. Um, but yeah, make sure to give us a like. And if you guys enjoyed this episode, make sure to give it a five-star rating. Uh, you can listen to this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your music. Check us out. For Josh, this is Gio. Catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace.